0: After the dragon, Corrine, and her magical armor came down, and, well, it was a a battle that I don't remember parts of. Uh, it was dark for everyone else, and I could see, but I think we have the upper hand. Her gauntlets turned dragons are crushed metal at this point, and she is... Stuck in a force cage that I have made up in the air. And I, where did. Where is Schnowick? Where did he go? Time for Dungeon Dads. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: The hey everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Dungeon Dads. Every war must end. Episode 85 coming at you live. Not really live, as always. I'm your D. <laughs> it's recorded, yeah, baby. <laughs>
2: recorded live at some point in time. You're listening We're to it live. Asynchronous. <laughs> and 85 episodes later, we've got this tech worked out. Completely... <laughs> Everything works like, just a, like, 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 a like a charming, charming, charming person.
1: <laughs> uh, as always, I'm your DM, Tom Blaylock, and I am joined today by Sam Frank playing Schnobick the Bastard. What mm-hmm. is up, Sam?
2: I'm happy to be here and happy that Schnobik is still on his feet. <laughs> he is so on his feet. Although you have like a thousand hit points. I'm not worried about
1: you, but I am worried about Tim Carr playing Filnir <laughs> playing Omegyra um second force box of
0: the night crazy yeah i mean constantly on the brink of death it seems because everything hits so hard now that the, uh, yeah it's rough
1: yeah well also i mean let's face it the uh the people you were fighting against had to assume that you were essentially doing all of this alone
2: yeah that's right <laughs> like, like, all those magic like missiles basically <laughs> all yourself. i was doing was shooting arrows that missed yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so you
1: were just you were distracting archer um and uh i guess i guess john you did something john watson is the third player here playing ionis Silhavine. what's uh, up
3: man uh, I'm, I'm just i'm just happy that everybody is up
1: yeah up including bezeleth Little, who is who hey. uh, has entered <laughs> has has uh Sunk the sword deep into a clay golem down below. She has taken over. Uh, and she has jumped up onto the floating careen out in the box and is standing on top of the box looking down. Can we just get started from there? Let's Apologies,
2: my lady. I'm I'm grievously wounded and for some reason my pants don't seem to fit anymore. <laughs>
1: So Bezleth is standing up here, and she is wildly swinging her clay golem fists down on this uh, on this box. And she looks over at Schnobik and says,
2: "says My last, your rapier. Toss it to me." I toss it to her, but I say, "My lady, I, I believe the box is impenetrable while it stands." Okay, uh, give me
1: an athletics check. This is a... Um, How uh, good my toss is? Uh, yeah, this is like a 60-foot toss because um, you're still down on the ground below is it the... 60 uh, foot? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you, aren't you still on the ground from where you sunk the 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 sword into the clay golem? The wall's no, 20 feet tall. I, I,
2: would, I would at least jump back up onto the wall.
1: Okay, well, let's give it... <laughs> this is like... um, I mean, It's going to be half, half of the distance is your toss to see if you toss it accurately so that's a 15, we're gonna say a 16 it's 32 16. feet a dc oh, 16 okay. athletics check
2: all right here we go that's a three <laughs> <laughs> so
1: so schnobick <laughs> schnobick mm-hmm. uh He's like he's dealing with lots of things. His pants don't fit very well. Um, <laughs> you know, she has a brand new body. It's not brittle and porcelain like like the last one was. This is like re- like like real skin. Like she is. Also, she's nude. I should have said that too. Like you know the the you do not get clothed just because you are. Um, uh, you transform into the golem. You actually have to clothe one in a mm-hmm. in who is uh, who takes the shape of a golem. He tosses his sword and it is not even close like like she doesn't know how far the box stretches to like run mm-hmm. across it to catch the the repier, but it's probably at least 10 feet off the mark and so she just kind of looks at it and watches it go and it lands in the marketplace
2: and doesn't even stick in the ground it just sort of bounces I, i'm sorry the, my lady these the, the swords are not made for throwing <laughs> <laughs> It's, it its, shape, right. it's shape is ill-suited to this task. Um,
1: tell me where the goblin wand is that you have.
2: Who me? It, it. Yeah, is it like dangling from your belt? Uh, yeah. You know, like I just have a lot of um long things dangling from my belt. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> that sort of snobics style. <laughs> uh. So, so
1: she looks over at, does anybody have a weapon clearly out that is not a packed weapon?
0: I mean, my staff is too big to be hidden, but yeah.
1: I'm up on the wall and. Half elf, your staff now. Is this Bezlus talking? Yes. <laughs> Throw me your staff now.
0: What, what are you doing? No, this is not for fighting with.
1: I am not interested in fighting. I'm interested in killing. This elf must be stopped and ended.
0: This elf will be here for another 58 minutes or so unless she weasels her way out. So keep your eyes up. But there are many bodies around. I'm sure you can find something more suitable for murder than my staff.
1: Then give me your robe. You. Skinny one. What? Give me your robe. Give me your robe.
3: Hey, why don't you come down here and talk?
1: I, my last I thought you told me these men were yours to command. They are not pliable as you originally told me.
3: Iona just starts laughing
2: <laughs> my lady i I apologize if there was miscommunication. They are not uh mine to command, but they are pliable and easy to manipulate very well. <laughs> Sorry, John's just shaking his head, <laughs> and it makes me laugh. Half Elf,
1: you say this. You say this. Uh, this. This. This box she is in will last an hour.
0: It. Uh, she can be. She can make attempts to leave it, but I. We have good reason to think that she's out of resources to do so. So yes, we have approximately a little less than an hour, but we will keep our eyes on her
1: nonetheless. She's not still invisible, is she? She's no, now visible. Because no, yeah.
0: we got rid of the invisibility when I, when we got her in that uh, darkness, and then she casts Odalukes, and the Odalukes yeah, lasts, what, right. like yeah. 10 minutes, or is it a minute?
1: It's a minute. So that's gone now. She's out of the Odalukes, but she's still Just, stuck in the box.
0: Yeah. But maybe levitating. Lady. Maybe walking on the invisible floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe running her head into this invisible ceiling.
2: <laughs> Where have you come to us from? What of my brothers in arms? What of the alchemist, Carl? Let us chat here. Is this safe? And she looks around and it's like a- abandoned. What of, what of the secret power that we have kept <laughs> confidential between us? <laughs> uh, 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 they're, tall,
1: far away from,
0: they're far away from us, right? Ionis and I are up on the wall still.
1: Yeah. Well, okay.
2: But he's, but Schnobig is on the wall as well. He has thrown her. A rapier. So
0: he's yelling this stuff.
2: Yes, he's yelling this. To I him. have, by the way, in the meantime, called the rapier back to my hand. Oh, you can do that. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Okay. Um. So
1: so she is now. I, I
2: could try to throw it again.
1: <laughs> no, she 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 jumps back to the wall and lands like safely in the uh the sort of one knee up one fist down position and there's a small crack in the stone when she lands it's interesting schnobik because you know these clay golems probably weigh 400 pounds that doesn't change when uh you know a lithe beauty uh Mm -hmm. um you know takes its shape it's still exceedingly heavy although she has the power to move it as though it was, you know, 115, 120 pounds as she would be like in her normal natural state before she became a cult clay golem and a charneled like mm-hmm. vampire. Um, so she lands and begins to cast something and a small fey creature, little sprite appears down in the marketplace and she looks at it and it begins to gather pieces of detritus from the fallen tower that have landed on the inside of the wall. And it's collecting clothes for her. I
2: I was going to say, in the meantime, I take my cloak off and wrap it around. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so this is only in your head. She says, my last, I believe your brothers are, have all perished. And, and Jesus, I left him, I left him hidden in a, in, in, in my casket, uh, with, the clay golem that I used to inhabit, he is, he is hungry, and I cannot control him. I was trying to keep him with me for my protection, and I sent your brothers out, and, oh, dear God, the alchemist Carl, I have a history with him, you should know. He found us in the temple, and he executed your brothers, and we were caught in melee, and he produced my control wand. The control rod that which can end me and your brothers, and, and Jesus killed him, Carl Carl, he has the ability to turn one to just to dust.
2: does Does that mean your control rod has been destroyed?
1: No, no, my last, and she pulls the thing out and she says she says, "I' found a way to travel with it, but it makes me incredibly weak. Having it so close, I I do not know how to destroy this.
3: So we're just watching them like stare at each other, and she, and just she pulls. has
1: produced <laughs> she has produced from the inside of the clay golem. Her hand sort of enters into the clay golem, almost all the way to where the heart would be, and she pulls out this. Um, it's a rod about seven inches long, and about. Um, uh, f- Two and a half inches in diameter. It looks like a coke can or something. It's like metal. It's just it's sil- it's cylindrical. And she, she you see her uh, doing this with uh with with Schnobik. and and then she looks over at um at at you Ionis and you Filner and she says, "I believe we have but one last problem to take Is it care in that of box? the which box." <laughs>
2: The floating yeah. one. In yeah, the air. yes.
1: <laughs> she says, she says it, if Carl said before he left that control the control rods, all of them, all of them that exist can control any of the golems made here mm, and any grief. of the weapons charneled by Havis Corvair. I thought each one had its own control rod, but apparently the alchemists all have one, and all they need to know is our true names. And they can control us and command us and hold us or even end our very existence.
2: While we discuss, can your fey servant uh, search the battlefield here for other alchemists who may be carrying control rods and bring them to us? Yes, but one won't do. Uh, One moment. And
1: she scans the tower and she begins an incantation. And you see uh, seven commoners that had fallen through the (laughs) um, the tower that have lie dead on the on the the field on the outside of the wall. Like they all sort of begin to like uh, in these really sort of weird jerky, herky jerky movements. Sort of sit up and like look toward you all up on the wall and then they begin to uh uh stand and search and she says yes we we are looking for and then she begins to say something in her mind and then they start moving fast like you've seen zombies move before all of you This is like 28 days later
2: zombies. (laughs) Yeah, these are like 28 (laughs) days later
1: zombies. They are moving super fast, like 60 feet per round And before anyone
2: comes for me, I know they technically weren't zombies. They were infected with a rage virus. That's right. (laughs) That's right. They weren't. (laughs) Um, Praise to the white lady. Uh, I have news for you, my lady, which you may not be privy to. Havis Corvair has taken his army into a uh, charneled item and uh, expects that this will give him 20 years to prepare uh, in a day here. Uh, What he does not know is that it has been tuned to flow at the same speed as this world. By killing the alchemist, we have prevented any word from getting to him.
3: We're saying this very quietly, correct? this is in their head, isn't
0: it?
2: Right, yeah. This is, this is telepathic with me and best. Oh, this okay. is telepathic.
0: Okay. so like Ionis and I are just like, yeah, just we like, know what's happening. What's Cause on. we could do this, but
2: from what you so... have said, uh, we believe Corrine here is the, the final living alchemist.
1: Well, Havis. Havis is the ultimate, I suppose. Um, But of his subjects, yes. Assuming you have been able to kill the others. Crutch, Poppy, Jessup, Shep, Dasha. And she looks around and she sees the dragon on the ground and she says, Oh, Dasha. I always thought she could be an ally of ours. Oh, well. So she beckons you two over and uh, she says... I have to commune. I need to commune with my last in a way that I have not done before. And then she like sort of looks at you both, and then says, ah, "It is fine." And she looks into Schnobik's eyes, and Schnobik reaches around to the back of her neck to hold the sword where it is entered into the back of the golem. And it looks like he's going to pull it out. And instead of pulling it out, when he touches the pommel, he disappears. And she turns to you and says, I can multitask. He is inside the sword with me now. For you two, remind me what the deal we struck was. You wanted us to collect these control rods and find a way to destroy
3: them so that we could free you of your servitude
1: to these alchemists and these elves. Yes. In exchange for what? That I would bring back your comrade? Yes, Abel. What? You were
0: not uh, exactly forthcoming with the method in which you would bring him back. I would love to know
1: more. What I am about to tell you is going to shake, shake you to your very bones it could fray your mind from this reality it could cause you to go insane
3: is this about us being in weapons she
1: like looks at you for a moment uh well i think
0: i think we can handle whatever it is you can tell us
1: okay I'll just say it then. All of this is a plane of existence. Yes, of course. But you have been led to believe that this plane of existence, and she like gets kind of mystical with her hands, and as she's speaking to you, the sprite is flying up and is robing her with alchemist's robes from things that he has found in the ground, and he puts two of those amulets that uh, Filnir has around her neck. And she says, this world, this plane, is different. Is on an entirely different plane of existence than Faeran is. Yes, we know. Well, okay. But did you know that this plane came into existence 1,000 years ago in our time, but the time is different here than it is in Faeran? My lady. It has only been here for three months.
0: That explains some of the details that we have been missing. Our understanding is that we uh, exist in a sword in the Omnian Consulate
1: in Farron. Is that where they put it?
0: How long have you been here?
1: I have been here since the 10th day of Gilbrain's existence. And why were you put into your coal? Of course I recall. Grigley and Healthspeth put together a group of, what shall we call them, guards, docents, to make sure that, the powerful beings that were being trapped in here stayed in here. And for that, they required a great deal of creative thought. We, we were creating worlds. We were populating this world with new souls that were born of it. But Grigley, in all of his infinite wisdom, had lied to us. He said that he had created this world. He said that every mountain, every stream that existed when I arrived had been created out of his mind, from his mind. And yet, when I was given the task of investigating the demons which were coming from below, from deep, and I said, Grigley, why did you create? Balrog in this world. Why, Helspeth, did you allow your husband to make a Balor? Helspeth said to me that the demons were already here and that all he had done was build a world on top of them heavy enough that would keep them down. So why were they here? Who had put them here? It had been 10 days since the thing was created.
0: Are you sure it was? created not found and claimed and colonized as it were
1: i have been digging and digging because i believed in the beginning as grigley had told me that there was an edge of the world that you would eventually find if you went in the same direction far enough No matter which direction you would go, you would find a door, and the door would lead to a holding area that is the the nascent proto-world that is created when any plane is first created. You are a wizard, are you not, Ionis? I am. You are familiar with magics that create demiplanes, am I right? I am indeed. Well, when you create a demiplane, you are creating a tiny world. And if you look close enough in any demiplane which you create, your mind will find a door. And that door leads to the full plane. To the plane that you have created from nothing. This is what they do not teach at the Academies of Magic, here or anywhere, because the Academies here came from our minds. I have never found the door. I have flown to the very top of the world. I have flown until the sky turns black. I have lost my life. This is how I died. Was flying up. I flew up and my blood boiled out of my eyes and I fell back to the gilbrain ground. There is no out. There is no edge to this world. Are you sure we are not real? Well, we are real. You know, if one screams, does that not make sound? It does. You are real, Ionis. And you, half-elf, you are something. I do not know what you are. That you can see these control rods. That you can see the ascended ore I have never seen the like. Well,
3: it appears there's something you don't understand, From From my limited knowledge of demiplanes, first of all, if I create one, only I can create the door. Now this is a plane of existence i don't care what anyone says yes there is no end to it because it is a a plane this may be more powerful maybe more incredible than any demi plane that i can create but i do know this if this was indeed created or accessed by a particular being only that being will be able to create the door
1: yes I agree with you, Wizard, that the door would be created by the creator of the demiplane. I agree with you. What I am saying to you is there is no door.
3: But how would you know? You cannot find the door.
1: Every demiplane has an edge. Every...
3: Again, this... You might want to call it a demiplane. It is not a demiplane. It is a plane.
1: Every plane has an edge. The planes of hell, the abyss. Ethereal plane... All planes have an edge. I have been as far as anyone could imagine.
0: Perhaps not far enough, or perhaps, as Iona says, he must have the right set of eyes to see the door. And that set of eyes would belong to only the one who created it. And then we have a question, which is if there were Balors and Balrogs and demons here before Grigley. Grigley created this plane, as you say they have told you. Perhaps he did not create the door. Nonetheless, uh, I don't think it's important to find where this door ends. We are here. We exist here. You say the plane is here to contain beings. I think you're specifically referring to Donatus. Yes? Yes.
1: Do you know who Donatus is? I have
0: become acquainted
1: with Donatus and Ehi. My last is literally inside of me right now. He is being he's being showered with waves of ecstasy that his small once human brain cannot comprehend. I want some. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's- <laughs> I guarantee you, you do not, half-elf. What I am saying to you is that I do not believe this plane was here to contain anything. I am the one who captured Ehi. She, she was a powerful, powerful Ilithid. When she gave up to me, she gave up and said, please. Help me stop this thing I am doing. We brought her here and her lover, Donatus, to help us control the land. Grigley turned them into... I don't... I can't even begin to describe the process of watching Donatus turn into a mountain where trees grow up from him. Ehi "EHi, we call her up. We call her an octopus. The octopus grew from her as did the water of the lake, as did the halflings. All of these beings in the valley sprang forth from her. Grigley told us that we needed her to help contain prisoners, that she would help us in this, and that thus she would earn her way out she does not want out does
0: she, she remembers in-
1: she does she knows all i speak with her regularly
0: in my head i'll say to Ionis, that does not line up with what we've been told but i'm not sure who is giving us the full truth
1: if either she she looks over at you and she says your mind tricks will not fool me if you are standing within a hundred feet of me, I can hear your thoughts, Half-Elf. How do you think I've survived all of these years? One need only drink the water of the lake to the point of near death. Only and that. And then you will see her and speak with her.
3: Nice bead of sweat goes down Ionis' brow. <laughs> no, and the think Bethlehem can hear his thoughts. It's like, oh shit.
1: <laughs> no, she can't hear you. You have a mind shielding ring on don't you
3: i do have that so she can yeah. she can't get through that she okay. can't get through that okay okay interesting
0: but you no. heard what she just said so i don't know if you would actually know that unless you yeah that's you know, true ionis that's would probably true. have to be like okay now does my mind sh- like in his
3: head
1: question yeah. whether I'd have to it like works work right? all
3: this out i'd have to
0: work that's all this right out.
1: that's right in the moment <laughs> you probably believe her yeah for sure for sure
3: um I, I i have a quick question she started talking about demons and uh ionis is going to start recalling the door in the mine that we acquired mm-hmm. uh, with the uh-huh. locked gate. Um, uh-huh. Uh, would. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll talk to Phil near a little bit more about that later, but is there anything that could have sprung up from his recollection of that that might uh, be a clue that maybe this
1: is the door that she's been looking for? It's a good thought. You probably have to ask her. You know, it's one of those things where, it, like. I'm not asking not her. An... <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm not.
1: Oh yeah. I was gonna, I was going to say like an arcana check for you to decide whether or not this is the thing she's talking about is probably that I there's no way to succeed on that. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I will I will um I will grant you that sort of jogging your memory like the door and the wall that was built. Mhm. There did look like it was man-made and it's like you don't know, like you've never seen the door to a demi plane before, like leading out of it. Right. Right? Like i think in your mind, you're probably now spinning through like what kind of door would you make as an escape hatch from your own demi plane?
3: Well, and right? but I, I do I would know that the, the problem with demiplane is if you create if you create a demiplane and close the door then that's where you are. If you create another demiplane if you know if you cast demiplane again, you're only walking into another demiplane.
1: Right, you're not going back to the same one unless, well, unless and you, and you're
3: not getting back to your own reality right without casting a completely different spell.
1: Right. Yeah. So I think these are good thoughts and I think that probably this is where your mind your mind is smartly going toward the door in the mind. Okay. I think that is a very that's a very good train of thought here. Okay. Um, uh, and she's looking at you and like, she does have a weird look on her face as you're scrolling through these thoughts on your own. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I'm assuming you probably assume that she is hearing all the thoughts and thinking, you know, sees all the things that you're thinking, but, um, but she cannot. Um, Okay. Interesting. Interesting.
3: Um, I also want to look up at, uh, corinne
1: yeah so she's like in there and she's clearly like still trying to cast magics and uh you see that like she has done a couple of things and her gauntlet has flown up to the the force cage multiple times slamming into the wall of the (laughs) force cage and then falling back down to the ground (laughs) so both of her gauntlets now are directly underneath her even though they're crushed and you know uh all messed up she probably
0: couldn't fit her hands in them anymore just like i probably crushed cans flying up that's right yeah that's really funny so
1: so she so you know basilith sort of says i only tell you this because i believe I believe your companion Abel is stuck inside the Godstone. And when I say "stuck inside," I, I don't mean I don't mean trapped. I mean that he is physically stuck to it, like it has become his plane. If I were to bring him out, he would have to find the door and go to the room. That is the first demiplane of the Godstone in order to find his way out.
3: So you're saying you cannot do this?
1: I can do it. I can do it. I cannot make him go there. And what's more is my belief is that the Godstone is even more complex than Gilbrain is. So if he does not, if he has never been to the first room, he may not be able to find it and if helspeth has done what you say she's done if it takes him a thousand years to find that place it will take a thousand years here as well
0: i hear what you're saying i have not tried said, to reach out to him but i i onus for some reason i feel like i could maybe it's just my hope maybe i'm just speaking to him and he cannot hear but there is part of me that feels that he might, if I were to try. Well, we should we should try every possibility. I don't know that we'd hear his response, but I will certainly try when I am up for it. Which is not now. <laughs> I'm still exhausted. Let's uh, maybe take advantage of this time where she's in a box to rest while we continue our conversation.
1: Very well. I also... I also... I also must wait here i i cannot go more than a few feet now while my last is inside of me
0: understandable he is um not small
1: <laughs> it is not that it is that <laughs> it is that the weight the weight of a full soul and body it's too much to contain once you have ascended your own plain this is the reason why paraso had to kill all those people inside inside the spear tip you once carried it is why at some point it is why at some point that ascended ore that you now carry with Herr Walter Faust in it, in it he will figure out how to create a world inside and at that point you will not be able to lift it again
0: I suppose the question is whether that matters out here or if that is simply a place where he can exist until the end of his days.
1: I can teach him. I can bring him back. I don't believe he has taken advantage of the door yet. He was a very dumb man. (laughs)
0: He was devout and loyal to his cause. That's all I can
3: say. That's all I know of him.
1: Well, you would know.
3: Is—is is there a chance that Perisot is still in there with him?
1: By God's, I hope not. There was no one more murderous or unpredictable of all of Grigley's guards than Perisot and Capiton. Good Lord, he was a god with you. He was brought here. He was brought here along with several hundred of us. Actually, he was one of Grigley's. I was one of Helspeth's. Hmm.
0: And who was here before you,
1: Grigley's men? She shakes her head, sort of like <laughs> there's a lot there that she that she could say, and she just sort of shakes her head no and says, "Grigley recruited for fearsomeness, relentlessness, and." An utter lack of mercy he was the last line of defense for prisoners escaping and helspeth and and the ones who were born here that we call that you that you all call moonbrook elves we were the ones in charge of creating the world and making it interesting enough that the prisoners would forget to ever even attempt to leave it was helspeth who created the ability To make new elves here.
0: Seems like a basic need that one must satisfy to keep people happy.
1: And to realize, to not think that this is anything other than their own reality that they've always known. That one, she points over the box, that one was not her first child.
0: In this plane or
1: anywhere? Corrine was not the first that Grigley and Helspeth made while in the Gilbrain. They made many others. Most of them are dead. One of them thinks that he is a god. Which one is this? I believe he's the one that you intend to kill. Grumsh. Havis. Havis is their son? Havis is their son. She didn't tell you that, did she? She did not. And he is her favorite son. I believe he is the favorite person that she has ever known. I believe that she would take him as her husband if he would have her. That is the level of insanity that you are dealing with with that pyromancer. But why would she then be the one to ask us to handle this problem? She knows something that I do not know. She either thinks... You are imbeciles who will not be able to complete your mission, but may perhaps play some part in bringing her son back to her. But more than that, she may think that you are, at the very least, effective. And that you will defeat him, but bring him to the closest life, the closest point before death, where she might be able to swoop him up. I don't know, she's a crazy woman, but look... Look at what you've done. You have saved her daughter. You clearly had a chance to kill her and end her, and she sits there alive after everyone else dead. Is there
3: is there any element of sibling rivalry? Or why is Corrine, if, if Havis is the favored son, why is Corrine even here doing this? Does Corrine like they know? They
1: have rebelled against their parents. Do you not understand that, King Silverwind? Silchavind. Thank you. I, your brother told me lots about you and your plans. I understand, but
3: even my brother and I couldn't see eye to eye.
1: And yet here you are, defeating the forces of evil on Gilbrain together, much like Corrine and Havis, now complete, can compete against the evil of. 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 I don't know what. Do you think... And are you two lovers as well? Because I believe Corrine and Havis are cults.
3: Are they Targaryen or something?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> so there's no... There's no bring her over to our
1: side. I, I don't know. What did, what did Helspeth say? What did Helspeth say you ought to do with her when you find her? They told She told us to kill her, but we don't necessarily trust oh, Hellsmith. taking care of her lover's lover. Is that what she told you? Interesting. All right. Do you think she just wants to have her out of the way so that she can have her son back all to herself? And what will she do to Grigley?
3: All right. Now you've succeeded in melting my brain. Thank you. These are
0: convenient circumstances for this line of thinking, but I am not convinced that that is that simple or... Perhaps that convoluted, depending on which side of things you're on.
1: Let me tell you what I believe my last is not up to the task to handle, and why I asked him to go inside of me while I chatted with you. Every one of the control rods which Havis has made can control the people that have been charneled by him. I once thought each control rod controlled but one weapon, one soul. Now I believe that he has at least ten, maybe more, of these control rods. And who would have them? The alchemists? I believe that they are all here. Perhaps, perhaps Havis brought one with him. I, I, I don't know why would he bring it with him all the way there, but maybe he did. Round she them up. one. Alright, Ionis, uh, we must
0: not all disappear because we must watch Corrine above but we do need to search do we search after Schnobig is back what time is it Tom
1: how Uh, how, how are we doing on time before morning um Wait, before morning. I'm sorry. Well, remember,
0: because so we, we we were on a time yeah. oh, crunch yeah, yeah, yeah. for Havis to we're, come back. So I don't know how far along we The sun is not gone. set
1: yet. Oh, the God. sun is not yet set. Okay. okay. Yeah.
0: Do, do we um, have an hour I was for gonna, near to rest? I was going to ask that for Schnobik too, because he gave up his cloak. So, like, that could be fun. Yeah, to... right. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> um,
1: so, so uh, I mean, we're talking, we're probably in, we probably have 50 minutes left of in the box. I don't know if that matters to you at all. Um I
0: mean, I think it's it's helpful to be aware of of how long it's been. I, I'm trying to get a short rest in while I can.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I'm assuming while you're doing this, it's like light work. You're doing the thing that you're that you're doing. Um, well, I was gonna uh, say I could, I could, um, I could look for the stuff
3: while Near takes a short rest. A yeah. short a short rest for me will give me a, a fifth back. level a, some HP, a fifth level spell, but that's like it. Yeah. And I've got forty-seven yeah. hit points. I'm still like okay. You're still straight. Yeah. yeah. So you're good for one dragon breath. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So like well, if it, I can give Phil New a rest, if he can get a rest and I can go take a look, then we can, you know, try to kill two birds
1: with one snow. So so um I'm assuming that like you're at least thinking about like having a rest, but oh my god, she's gonna wake up and like yeah. th- this this person's gonna come out of there. Yeah. And Besleth says, um, if you trust me, I can put you into a deep slumber for 10 minutes during which time you will awaken refreshed and full of energy it will not be the same as getting a full night's sleep in a in bed but i can i can guarantee you that uh well i will not kill you while you sleep
0: i should be fine here but i if that is something you want otherwise we can Perhaps see if the uh, minions you have helping you have found any control rods. Uh, we should also find more of these, um, and I'll hold up the pendant, these amulets that the alchemists would have as
3: well. Indeed. Um. What What was uh, Bezel talking about? Was it like catnap or something? Catnap. Yeah. Okay. And that's just the benefits of a short rest in ten minutes. Yep. That's right. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I don't think Ionis would take would take that. Okay. I mean, that sounds good, but filmn, will you take
0: it? Ionis, that seems prudent for one of us to stay up if you'll if keep an eye. Yes, if, if, it, if you it, would like it, to
3: it, if, you, if you would like to take this, I will stand guard over you. Uh, I would
0: m- much like to be improved by the time <laughs> Corrine comes out.
1: Should we have to battle again? And Bezale reaches back on her neck where the sword is and then touches your head and says are you sure wizard i will protect you as well you can do both of us i've done eight people at one time before wizard okay i am a, am a paragon of doing multiple people how about this
3: (laughs) How, how about this
1: you do him and then you do me Oh, monogamy, and she knocks you out. Film uh, there, you're out, and as soon as you go under, you, I'll, you get your spells. You can do your your rolls and everything, yeah. but you are actually asleep. But you are in a dream where you are seeing Schnobik in a pool of milk that is bubbling like it's like uh, like boiling milk. And he is just laughing uncontrollably. And that's the whole dream that you have. Oh, There's geez, that nothing does not but sound Schnobik, very restful. <laughs> in <a> milk, <laughs> in a milk tub. Milk hot tub laughing uncontrollably. Hot tub time machine. Yeah, right. <laughs> hot tub time machine.
3: I'm going to roll some hit dice. I'll use my pearl of power while he's under. I'll get a third level spell back.
1: Okay. All right. And uh, as he goes under... Um, she, like, turns her sights onto you and, uh, and just says, um, So, it is now just you and I. <laughs> Tim's
0: rolling it. I'm just uh, going to do them in batches because I need a lot.
3: I, um, I would love to know your intentions on my brother.
1: Oh, he is convenient. Why are you... Are you looking for a queen, brother of my last? I'm sure it's not
3: a secret. But I don't like you. Oh. And I don't think you're good for my brother. I think we need to work together in order to save the Gilbrain. I'm willing to
1: work with you, but... Accepted. I will work with you. I will provide the service that you have asked me for. Once these control rods are destroyed... I will do my best to bring your priest back into this world. Let me give you one bit of advice. The half-elf is dangerous. To you, and to this island. Why would you say that? I won't go into too many details, but I will tell you, he has escaped from this land many times. Is that jealousy I hear in your voice? No quite the opposite. I am intrigued by him. I know that Grigley and Helspeth have spent a good portion of their lives here cloaking him in secret. I have run across him in different contexts 16, 17 times since I have been here. Each time he's some different iteration of a chef or or a barber or an or a potion maker each time he always looks the same and no one remembers him
3: does he always have some iteration on his clothing of o n e
1: o n e sorry that's a... one <laughs> that's a neo <laughs> oh, no. neo the one reference <laughs> no <laughs> No, I, I, I just, I believe, I believe he is dangerous. I believe Ehi and Donatus were brought here to keep him down. If, if you have all
3: this knowledge of him, why have you only told us now? What are your, what are your plans? You, you hold a bunch he of helped us secrets.
1: defeat, he helped us defeat Robert Harkin one iteration of his life. He helped save your city from the Dark Elves in one iteration of his life. What I'm telling you is, he is a useful tool, but one which has backfired on everyone who has used him to this point.
3: You just said that he saved the Gilbrain on multiple occasions. Saved Montair. What do you mean backfired?
1: He will realize the weapon that he is, and then he will attempt to ascend as they all do, and you are only helping him gain power. You foolish, foolish monarch.
3: It's funny, but were I talking to someone else about you, they would say the same.
1: (laughs) It's true. I've had, I've tried to ascend twice. It doesn't work for me. I cannot find the door. You've certainly given me a lot to think about. I've also given you an opportunity. And she points down to him and she produces from out of nowhere, much like Shnobik can do and like Filnir can do with their bonded weapons. She produces a very small, like ice pick. It looks like a very small rapier, but it's only about six or seven inches long. And she says, I believe this will do the trick if you would like to end it. And send him back from whence he came. Do I fireball her?
2: <laughs> <laughs> In I love the that. way that's, that's the reaction. <laughs> yeah.
3: In what way does
2: Ionis kill one kill one her? <laughs> with yeah.
3: Schnobick inside and
2: fill yeah. her
0: asleep.
3: Awesome. In what way does Ionis try to kill this woman? Um
0: Oh how our characters are so different. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um uh Jesus. She just she's holding it out for you. She's holding the blade. She's ha- holding out the handle to you and she says, "It is yours." This this is what is known as a bland knife. A bland knife has within it the power to banish. Not like your spell banishment or his. This is permanent. One who was banished with this returns from whence they were born and has all thoughts and memories of this place erased, washed out, wiped away. They will not be able to return. She's holding it to you. She says, I've used it but once and it nearly killed me. So fair warning. Um,
3: I'm going to stare at it and do a quick arcana check. See if I can touch it. All right. 17.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's super weird. The metal looks super different than you've ever seen. With a 17, you see that there are there's some of the bumps and ridges like you've seen on the illithid books, the, the rods, the metal rods that the illithids had written on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It looks like a mini version of that, but in weapon form. And you, I mean, obviously you don't know how to read the illithid language but um but it's it is uh it is there florin does though doesn't he i can't remember yeah, I someone think, does i think
3: i was reading it with maybe he cast comprehend languages or something like that so, but he he has he was that touch he like has that touch thing where he can yeah that's right he was that's able right. to read that's right he was able to read it that's so, right um,
1: he can read everything that's like part of his uh but he doesn't his, remember his it. thing
3: Right, right. Yeah. And so he, if he, if he can just say it out loud, I can write it down. Like he, he and yeah. I are going to have some playtime. time. Um, Great translator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to grab this, and I'm going to use, I'm going to grab this. I'm going to nod to her, and I'm going to use the rest of Philnir's cat nap time to uh, cast identify on the Oh, knife. you have that. I, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And I can, but I can do it as a ritual.
1: So, so just remind me. I'll let you do that. Um, uh, remind me what you get for identify and i'll give you some extra because i feel like identify used to be super awesome powerful like all of that but right it i i don't know i don't remember what it does now because we've I, never used it
3: uh, i i've used it a couple times already So it says you choose one object that you must touch throughout the casting of the spell. Uh, okay. If it's a magic item or some other uh, magic imbued object, you learn its properties and how to use them, whether it's required, uh, whether attunement is required, and how many charges it has, if any. You learn whether any spells are affecting the item and what they are. If the item was created by a spell, you learn which spell created it. If you instead uh, touch a creature throughout the... Okay, so,
1: yeah. Got it. Okay, so... So through the ritual, as you're casting this and as you are, um, sort of running your hands over it, you, you get sort of like, um, uh, for you, I think this stuff doesn't just appear as images. I feel like you see this like text in your mind Okay, that you, you, you kind of the way, the the way some of these divination spells work for you is you are sort of in your mind, transported into a library like, of your own making, and you're able to walk up to just the right book in your mind's library, and you sort of pull out this tiny little pamphlet that is, uh, that says, you know, the history of bland weapons, and you open it up, and you see that this thing functions as a normal dagger, a normal plus two dagger. Um, if it deals the killing blow to, any creature it banishes it to its home plane of origin and you take double their max hit point damage while wielding it
3: jesus um would i have a way around that maybe well maybe i don't um if if let's say let's say the killing blow was dealt with mage hand or bigby's hand
1: so it requires attunement. And uh-huh. actually, anyone can use this. Okay. But whoever it is attuned to takes Takes the damage. the damage. Okay. Okay. And there is no way to avoid the damage. Okay. You take it. Okay. Death Ward will not save you from this damage. Nothing will save you from this damage. You are essentially putting your own body into a multiplanar state that your body will have to like occupy multiple places on the planes all at the same time and it basically rips your own body apart as it sends that person back
3: is there and it sends
1: them back dead sends them
3: back dead so they they they're, you, they're you, dead You do and the they killing blow
1: uh-huh. you do the killing blow and they are returned to their original plane um
3: okay so i'm wondering what the benefit actually of that would would be if they're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking about like just vanishing in yeah, general. Well, um, also, is there a, a healing? Um, is there a healing issue? Let's say I take that and I die. I take that damage yeah. and I die. Is there an issue where I can't be brought back, or is or... no?
1: You I mean you can get revivified? I mean, that's like a normal okay. situation. Okay.
3: And the damage is the same too. It's like not this extra necrotic thing where. I can't regain hit points and all that stuff.
1: It is just, it is just, let's call it force damage. Okay. Force from being like, like basically putting a vice between all the different planes Oof. Okay. while, while you're, while you're dealing a killing blow or while someone's killing, do it, dealing a killing blow for you. <laughs> right. Right.
3: Okay. Um, all right. So that should take the entire time with Phil
1: Yeah
0: probably take a little more than the entire time with filner wouldn't it yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> yeah it's, 11 it's like 11 minutes yeah
1: yeah filner you you come to and he is like studying this this uh like like knife and i'm going to give you a history check when you wake up to see him studying this knife 22 um you are like transported To this weird state, this weird liminal state when you wake up and you see your friend, your supposed friend, fondling this knife, which on at least three occasions in the past that you are now have locked in your mind as crystal clear, your enemies have had tried to kill you with it. Um, And in particular, you are taken back to a moment when a woman that looks exactly like Galwinia crying on top of you, straddling you and holding your arms down, stabbed you with it over and over and over and over again, until you nearly lost consciousness. And then she just vaporized on one of the blows against you. And you looked down at your hand, and you were wearing a sacrifice ring and your sister is just a mist of blood floating down on top of you
3: Ionis, why are you holding that um am i in a state where i
1: can still talk to him yeah you're really busy with it but you know i mean you could you could you I'm could acknowledge him but you could finish
0: your you could finish your ritual first
1: yeah well, that yeah. that's
3: why i'm that's why i'm wondering
0: if you i could, have like you, a minute left you're probably going to wave
1: him off you're probably going to wave him off
3: um I think, but I think, I'm just wondering if I could send him a
1: mental message. I mean, you could send him a message, but like, you, I mean, you got to be careful. You're, you're doing a, you're doing a pretty serious, like you, you're kind of trans, it's like you're in the senses of your familiar right yeah. now as yeah. you're casting this spell.
3: Um, shit. I, I, while I'm looking at this, I can hear him asking that I'd like to send him the feeling of, danger this sucks i want to send him the feeling with the telepathic bond of danger right next to him the problem is okay. it could be me or beslith
1: yeah all right all right so you you get this sense so ionis kind of turns toward you and his eyes are rolled back in his head and all you see are whites and you you can sense that he is sending you a message that you are in
0: danger but i can see he's also casting something right
1: oh yeah Yeah. I mean, he's not like, well, yes, he's casting something. (laughs) He's, he's casting something next to you while you lay on the ground and you are now recovered and you have your spell slots back and all of that. And, and Bezleth is, is, uh, is holding a control rod and is like, there's like a lot of buttons on it, but it's sort of like an instrument. And she is like pushing buttons in certain orders and like, like pointing it at things on the ground by the golems and nothing's happening. And she's super upset. Yeah, this is, I'm,
0: I'm like trying to figure out how to, how to respond to all of this in my head, having, you know, obviously heard what has just happened, but not, yeah, not Filnir has not heard at all. So, Mm -hmm. Um, and
1: keep in mind, you're waking up from 10 minutes of schnobick neck naked in a, in a milk hot tub (laughs) laughing like wildly.
0: Um, yeah, I think Fjolnir is going to make sure Kegaset's in his hand. Stand up. Put up his shield. Schnobick is gone. Vesleth, what are you doing? Ionis. Stupid.
1: Yeah, Half-elf, this thing, I can't. This, what this are you thing trying to do? Contro- I want Tell me now. That, I want that golem to climb up this wall and stand still for me. And I saw them doing this. Here, you. you try. And she hands you this control rod. Filner just goes invisible. <laughs> she goes, fuck. <laughs> she looks around and uh, she casts uh, mage armor on herself. And she's like at the ready. And she's looking at like Ionis, whose eyes are rolled back in his head. And, and he's casting this thing. And she says, for fuck's sake, wizard. I told you everything I could tell you about it.
3: Ionis. All right. Am I coming out of it now?
1: I mean, you could put the book down. I'll tell you that there's one more detail that I was going to give you that I think you're going to miss. Like, the book is not done.
3: The last minute should be, it's not done?
1: The last you're reading this book. Like so the way we're we're adjudicating this is that you're reading this book, you got about a minute left of reading, mm-hmm. and like there's still two pages left and you hear shit going like all things like coming unfrayed out in the world outside of you. <sighs> okay. I can probably
3: I can do this again. Yeah. Uh, I mean so. you
1: you have all the information that I gave you, you have that. Yeah, and I can. Point. If
3: I, and, but I feel like I've missed something else. I'll get back to it. I, I feel like I can get back to it later. So I um,
1: right before you do that, you flip to the last page of it, and the last page, the last page says says um uh it's just a list of names, a list of names.
3: Yep. Um. Okay. Uh. Do it. 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 it quick glance. Do. Are there any that um, that that strike out at me immediately?
1: Yes. The last name on the list is Phil near Omajira. Okay. Um, Can
0: I, can I have an action while he's looking at that last page? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to grab the knife.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, so we'll do, uh, so, so he's still in it, right? Yeah. This
0: is like while he's casting, um, he's not answering me. I see this knife. I recognize it as something that has, you know, in yeah. my memory, killed me before coming out of this yeah. weird dream.
1: So he's holding it tight, but I'll give you a... Uh, y- you can use athletics or acrobatics with advantage, and he will have disadvantage to keep holding on to it. Okay. It's like double, triple, like... That's fine. You know, uh, like you're uh, going to get it, I'm sure. Athletics. But maybe, not. <laughs> maybe not. Uh, 14. Okay, and Ionis, uh, not acrobatics great. or acrobatics athletics?
3: because I'm cuz I'm also getting jolted so I'm immediately just going to yeah. just start jerking.
1: Yeah. I'm like what the That's so gross. Disadvantage. But yeah, sure cool. Oh, oh 14. shit. 14. It's a With tie. Disadvantage. Oh, you guys got to do it again. So you guys so 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 Fillmere reaches down and like to grab the knife. He's got a full on hold of it. He's yanking it away from you and you come to to see your half elf friend i don't see him like why not i invisible. invisible oh my i just God. have some
3: invisible so, like bezleth so is you trying feel, to like take this out of my hand or
1: something you you feel this thing being ripped away from you and and uh and you see bezleth in the fighting position and you recognize that she's got mage armor on and now there are multiple images of her flying around her and and the knife is like being yanked away from you and you guys need to have another acrobatics versus athletics um uh contest straight straight roll straight roll yeah you're both you're both like aware that things are being ripped from you at this point okay Whew. 20 19 uh, oh shit <laughs> so you like this like Push and pull is happening, and ionis like sort of t- pulls the knife toward him, and like throws his body in a way that is super surprising to you, Philnier. and it sort of twists away from you. And I- I- Ionas, you feel his arm sort of wrapping around you, and you feel the, the 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 wood and the metal of his shield against your back as you're pulling it, mm-hmm. and he lets go of the of the knife in your hand, and I'm assuming like. <laughs> I don't know what do you do, uh, uh Philnir when he is like, so he rips away from you and he keeps the knife in his hand and he's like in a in a curled up kind of in a ball with his back facing you now.
0: Ionis, what are you doing with that knife,
3: Philnir? Where are you? I don't see you. I turn of around you and don't. I don't see me. I cast dispel magic on uh, Besleth. <laughs> 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 what have you done with him?
1: Okay. All right. Um, let me see. Uh, oh, you're just using a third level spell, yep. right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me see what all she's got going on. Yeah. Okay. The mirror images disappear. You can tell that her, um, that her, uh, uh what's it called? Her mage, m- armor. M- mage armor is like sort of melts away, and and you guys both hear kind of a pop in your ears that are that's sort of a like it's but it's not really sound. It's not in your ears. It's just in your brain hole, and. And she pops back and goes, Wizard, what is this all about?
3: Exactly. What Where, is this is all half about? Elf? Where is the half-elf? Where is the half-elf? Felnir, I have... Uh, this, what have you done? Did this this you do is it? Try- this, Felnir, this woman has tried to kill you. I now have possession of the knife. Did you
1: do it? Did, did I do what? I did, you, did you banish him and kill him? Did you kill him? Are you... Are, Don't are, do it yet. Are you fucking... Firebolt. All right, initiative. Here, well, let me let me let me uh, remove all turns. Let me clear the turns here, and uh, let me bring up her. Oh my god! Yeah. Thing, Filner this is, is crazy. Filner wants. This
0: the, is crazy. Filner <laughs> wants the knife.
3: <sighs> shit, shit. All right, fifteen for Ionus.
0: Uh, Filner got a seven, but he's right. he's backed up a few feet. Invisible after not being able to get the knife, and Iona's curls up um, to give himself a little bit of distance.
1: It's going to be um, Iona's first, and then she will act, and then Filnir will act. Okay. Uh, Um. Uh.
3: Okay. I I think I'll try to help. God damn it! I mean,
1: you said firebolt, right? I mean, you're gonna fire. I'm going. I'm
3: going to attack but i i'm gonna do with a firebolt i'm gonna do a <laughs> i'm gonna start with a firebolt and then i'm gonna change it to mind sliver okay all right and um i'm going to um yeah i'm gonna stare at her and i'm gonna send it into her mind to make sure that she to take to take a d four off of her saving throw when I cast something big at her. Okay. Uh, so a DC eighteen intelligence save.
1: All right. All right.
3: Because the other problem is, is that my my brother's in there somewhere. Yeah. So I don't know what I don't know what the hell. All
1: right. What's the DC eighteen, you DC 18 said? intelligence? Yeah. Okay. Uh. So it, you can tell that it's like. You're going after her brain hole and she just starts laughing at you. She says is I don't even have a real brain wizard.
3: And uh, uh and so I'm guessing with this that like there's uh, well uh so so hold on a second. So she would have taken fifteen damage, but she'll still take uh she'll still take damage, I think. Cause I do I have potent, potent cantrip as an evoker.
1: Psychic damage and subtract uh, um. So it'd still be seven damage. So you still, she still takes damage from you, even though she passed her her um her save on this.
3: Yeah, because because with cantrips, I mean, it's not an incredible ability, but if I have a damage,
1: oh oh, it's okay, That's fine. Yeah, she says I don't even have a brill brain, um, because I'm assuming the damage is of the kind that the spell did right it's psychic damage yeah 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 so so she says to you i don't even have a real brain foolish wizard what are you doing where did you or did you not kill the half elf
3: i did not what have you done with him
1: i have Gave done me this nothing. weapon
3: i was checking out the weapon i have all of a sudden you sent some spell to grab me
1: I have done nothing of the sort. I have been trying to control these mindless golems down in the field with this control rod. What is your problem? I
2: swear to all that is
3: holy, I will kill you where you stand if you do not bring my brother back and bring back Um,
1: (laughs) If that is what you want, that is what you shall get, you fucking idiot human being. I will... Bring your brother to you now, and I will unleash him upon you. Wake up, wake up, my love, my last. Then she reaches back on the sword, and Schnobik appears, and he is still laughing for a moment. And Schnobik, this is what this is what happens. So you have you have entered the sword. You have benefited from the uh, effects of a short rest. Uh, so you know, make sure you done your stuff there and you arrive back on the wall. Filnier is right next to you. He is invisible, I'm but you can still see him from blind sight, right?
0: For ten feet. But can only see ten feet. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, but where are you? So you're well, not. I would have backed,
0: I probably wouldn't have backed up super far, but I would have been out of range of Bezolith for you know and, and so, Ionis for So I'm the probably like right on the edge of his blind sight.
1: Yeah, so so so, you're, so you' so Filnir is gone, um, and Ionis is standing in an aggressive position, facing Besleth. He has got a very small knife in his hand and uh, and and Besleth says, "Kill your ex-brother now, my last."
2: Shit, man, this is rough to come straight back into. <laughs>
0: yeah, you've been in a, in a milk bath bubbling, you've at least been, as yeah, far as you, Filner knows. This whole
1: time, you've been in a milk hot tub that you that you take to be the very essence of bezelus love. And you have been just waves of ecstasy have been rolling over you as you rested and recovered. And it is sort of like, like you've had this experience before, but it's like, it's like, it's like, it's so much better than sex. Like, it's hard to even sort of <laughs> to explain to someone who is not a vampire enthralled by a charneled weapon. You have felt all the feelings good and bad of being alive and when you are pulled out of the of the milk hot tub um, you are rejuvenated and you miss it and you sort of your love is sort of renewed and and you are pulled into the scene where it looks like these two people who you really care about are on the very verge of killing each other and Bezaleth sounds Emotional in ways you have not heard her before. Like you would, you would expect to get this kind of command, and it would be, "Kill them," and Mm -hmm. you would do it. And this is like, "Kill them! Kill them now! Kill them now! Kill him now!"
2: I'm sorry, I'm confused. Something is wrong.
3: Ionis why do you have that knife? Schnobik, look at me. Look at this. I was given to this
1: by. You hear Filnir saying this.
3: I was given to this by Pesleth to kill Filnir.
1: What? What? She had. I did not say you. I did not say you had to kill Filnir. I said here is the knife to kill Filnir, and I went about my business doing. You you may do with that knife what you will, wizard. It is not for me to decide. I have given up on. on Whatever he is. It is not my fight. That is what I told you. I did not tell you to kill your friend. Ionis. I said, if you followed your heart, you would do it.
3: I feel near. I, Fjellnir, I, I hear his what... voice. Feel near. I took this and I ran. I, 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 I just cast an identify spell on it to see what was being given. Put it down. Slide it to your left. All right. I'm looking around. I say, all right. I'm just telling you I was being attacked. Something shook me from my identify spell. That was me. I thought it was Beslith. I slowly put it down, hands in the air. I put the knife down, and I back away from it. Do not let her have it. I'm going to walk over and pick it up.
1: All right. Um, you have a couple of more memories that sort of expand on those other memories, um you see that galwinia was actually your lover that you're now not even convinced that she was ever your sister she's a lot more human looking than you are she was a lot more human looking than you are even now and now suddenly you're like feeling you're feeling so fucking confused you're like the 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 sort of world is collapsing on you in ways that you just like. Even even being approached by a poppy and crutch just didn't even compare to this feeling you have now of, like, of planes collapsing onto you. You feel it's hard to breathe. Um, uh, the 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 knife itself is has the illithid writing on it, and 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 you. <laughs> you cannot read illithid writing, but you turn this knife in your hand and you can tell that it says killer of creator.
0: Can I, obviously I can pick it up. Yes. Uh, I think Filner would immediately just like cut a piece off the bottom of his cloak and wrap it up um, and like stuff it as far down in his backpack as he can get it. But, you know, moving away from everybody first while he's invisible still. So um, they don't sort of, you know, see what's happening or know where he is. So I'd like grab the knife back up 15 feet. So um, I know I'm outside of shinobi's range. Like you probably hear like you know, yeah. and wrap it yeah. up and <laughs> then some shuffling and then, and then Phil going to stand up still breathing heavy eyes wild, uh, looking around, and then drop the invisibility and say, I I, uh, don't quite know what that was. I don't quite feel myself at the moment, but we are still here. And we still need to take care of her, pointing up at Corrine. And at the moment, I have no intention or desire to kill either one of you. And even you, Besleth. I really do not want to fight with you right now.
1: Nor I, half-elf. I just want to radio-control these golems.
0: That does not explain why you have a fucking knife that is Fucking with my head.
1: She looks over at uh, at you, Ionis, and she says, "Wizard, this this is how it starts, and thus ends." <laughs> episode eighty five. Jesus of Christ, Dungeon Dad's podcast. Every war must end. <laughs> Next episode pvp
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think we had pvp a moment ago yeah yeah yeah. good
3: lord good lord welcome back sam i can't i can't believe i can't believe how perfectly sam that i can't believe how perfectly that worked (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, so
1: our listeners, just so you know, Sam had a, uh, a work uh, obligation, a, a work teleconference that he had to join in on, um, and uh, so he jumped off. We're recording during the daytime for the very first time ever, I believe.
0: No, we've done a you it's know in, in person this daytime in, in person. Oh daytime. yeah, well
1: sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but we had
0: a, a rare holiday break with kids gone and mostly empty houses and mostly free of work commitments. Yeah, Yeah, and
2: then I had a surprise work obligation pop up the day before, right in the middle. (laughs) And I thought these guys were going to pause the episode while I was gone. Fuck that! (laughs) And then I came back. Somebody's telling me to kill my brother. I'm in this (laughs) hot milk bath. Very confusing. Well, (laughs) listen,
0: guys, we have, we have. If we get to another one, we have time to get to another one. Do we? Ooh. If we, if it's not a long one, so let's what say toodaloo. Time,
1: what time is our? Uh, oh, to, 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 let's go toodaloo. toodaloo. Let's, let's <laughs> toodaloo. toodaloo the shit out of this. <laughs>
0: toodaloo everybody.
1: Toodaloo, toodaloo, toodaloo. Get out of here. Come back later.